At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's make great art. Let's tell great stories that create discussion, that create an opportunity for people that of all faiths of opportunity for people of no faith, uh, opportunity for everyone to go and see. And maybe just if we do our job right, people of faith will see something in it and people of no faith will see something in it. And I got to tell you, man, in our testings, that's, that's been 10 out of 10 what's happened. Welcome to the Deconstructionist Podcast. I'm your host, John Williamson, and uh, back this week with a new uh, type of episode. So uh, those of you who have been listening for a while probably remember, you know, over the course of uh, the last five plus years, you know, we've interviewed musicians and comedians and authors and scholars and all sorts of stuff. But this is the first time I've ever spoken with anybody about a movie. So this was really cool opportunity. And uh, the two guys that came on uh, could not have been cooler and more fun. And I think you hear that in the episode. We really had a great time uh, talking to one another. And uh, the names might sound familiar to some of you out there. So Cliff Young uh, used to be in Cademan's Call uh, back in the 90s and the early 2000s. And Aaron Benward uh, was also a musician, a popular musician uh, within the, the Christian scene as well. So the two of them came on to talk about a movie that they produced uh, called Playing God. And it's a really cool movie. It's uh, it's not, uh, and I think we talk about this in the episode as well, it's not like one of those uh, overtly Christian movies uh, you know, that we all kind of look at and we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of cheesy or whatever. This is a really cool movie, and uh, it's got some great actors in it. I'm a huge fan of Alan Tudyk. Uh, those of you who have seen, uh, gosh, anything from Doom Patrol to uh, Knight's Tale back in the day, probably remember Alan. Um, he does a lot of voice work as well. And then Michael McKean is in it as well, uh, who, you know, if you've watched any of the Christopher Guest movies um, or Spinal Tap, you know, specifically, uh, he was in that as well. Um, and then Aaron's son, Luke, is one of the lead characters in the movie, which is really cool. So uh, they come on to talk about the movie. Uh, it's like I said, it's a really interesting movie. It's got a lot of really relatable uh, themes and messages throughout it, um, primarily uh, one dealing with grief and how we deal with grief and how others kind of expect us to, to deal with our grief. Uh, so it's a really, really uh, interesting and multi-layered uh, film that I that I highly recommend. 
Also, uh, the music on this episode uh, is by a really cool band called Black Math. Uh, so if you like the music, as always, please reach out, support the band. Uh, we'll have all the relevant links in the show notes, as always, and I will add that to our Spotify playlist. Uh, if you want to support us, the best thing you can do is go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, uh, and uh, um, word of mouth, honestly, is the biggest way that we have been able to spread the word about our podcast. So tell your friends if you think it might be helpful. Uh, other than that, uh, if you want to support us, if you go to our website, www.thedeconstructionist.com, has all of our back catalog of episodes, has our blog, has our web store, and it has our link to our Patreon. If you want to support us there, uh, you can do that there. All right. Without further ado, I give you Cliff Young and Aaron Benward. It's Right, welcome to the Deconstructionist Podcast. Uh, I haven't done this often, uh, but I'm super thrilled. I have two guests on, so this is like a two for the price of one, even though this podcast is free. Uh, but I want to welcome, <laughs> I want to welcome on this week's podcast Cliff Young, and I've got Aaron Benward, uh, two gentlemen who uh, just created a, a new film that's out that we'll, we'll talk about. But before we get into that, uh, you, you both have some some pretty interesting backgrounds. Uh, didn't start out in film necessarily, so. Uh, let's start with Cliff. Cliff, uh, talk a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, what was your, uh, you know, your, your younger years like? You were uh, a musician. Yes, yes, I was. Uh, and uh, yeah, I traveled around for a long time. Before that, you mean, of course, I was just singing in a little choir in church. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of a, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit of a church rat growing up. <laughs> Have you ever heard that term, by the way, church rat? No. Hey, yeah, dude, I love church See? rat. I'm telling you, church rat. Aaron and I are both church rats. Absolutely. I must have been one and, too uh, then. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. so uh, but you know what it means, right? I mean, you get it. Like, like yeah, right when I say, live. I was a church rat. Exactly. You get it yeah. immediately. So anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm continue, continue with my background here. <laughs> uh, I was a church rat, since you all know what that means now. And uh, uh, I was a, a PK, pastor's son. And uh, yeah, PS, no, uh, what's that? Pastor's son would be PS, not a PK. Pastor's kid. Pastor's I don't know. Kid. They say PK. Yeah, I'm also a PK. Okay, I whatever. Get it. PS, PK, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, there Aaron, you go. It's not, not your turn. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, and and I started a band uh, with uh, my now wife. Uh, and actually, in fact, our first date was the night before our first time we ever played. And uh, and so we traveled around, a band called uh, Cademan's Call, traveled around, kind of folk rock, kind of music, and uh, uh, I don't know, for about 20 years. And um, yeah, so I, 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 I don't know, I guess in a sense, we love stories and story and just the, the, the idea of telling stories, which you did a lot. And, and so we, uh, I don't know, it's kind of an easy transition uh, in a way, uh, into, to film. So is that what you wanted? Very, 
Yeah, very very <laughs> elaborate way though to get your wife to marry. I mean, starting a band, exactly. I think that's going over and above. Well, you know, you know what? She, she's a way way better musician. She's way better looking. She has a way better voice. So <laughs> go ahead and tell them. It was perfect. Fill them in on the fact that she's actually blind. <laughs> that's, that's real important. Funny. That's important. That's, that's yeah, funny. <laughs> Visual, important visually detail. impaired. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. So, so Aaron, uh, talk a little bit about your background because you come from a similar background, right? A musician uh, starting out in the, the music industry and then kind of transitioning into to film as well. Yeah, man. So similar. I actually, Cliff and I met when we were eight years old uh, and true. have stayed the closest of friends since then. But uh, the reason why we met is that my dad was a singer. So if his dad was a preacher, my dad was a singer. So I guess I'm an SK, like a uh, Christian music singer, so CMK, Christian music singer kid. I don't know, but uh, he was uh, on staff. I don't know his, which one's worse. I know. I think equally, equally rough. We're, we're we're all in we're all in rehab for it. Oh, um, therapy, therapy, therapy. But uh, right, we um, that's how we met. And my dad was actually on staff with Cliff's Cliff's father, and then uh, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, when I was in high school. And uh, I started singing with my dad. We kind of formed a gospel singing group, if you will, called Aaron Jeffrey. And when Cliff and his band, Caveman's Call, were singing in colleges at, like, cool places like Harvard and stuff, I was singing in little, like, you know, 50-member churches in the middle of, you know, Sioux Falls, South Dakota with my dad. Um, That's still cool. It's still, yeah, you know, had, had its moments. Okay. No, we actually had some okay. great times. We, we, um, <laughs> we, we sing in, gosh, we sing in so many places. But that started me on my musical journey. Then I moved into country music. I uh, had a, a su- successful group there for a few years. And um, some music has been both of our past. What was the name of your, what was the name of your band? Country my music. band was called Blue County. Blue yep. County. Um, and so, yeah, so music being the, the catalyst for both of us, Cliff and I, to get into this entertainment space uh is really interesting and then it was really uh just about five or six years ago when cliff called me and said hey man we're kind of doing some cool stuff in houston some short film kind of stuff would you want to come and check it out or see what we're doing and you know we can get into that story later but long story short we uh decided to form watershed motion pictures and our first movie playing god is the is the result of that that's outstanding. And guys have a heck of a cast too. Like Michael McKeon, oh. obviously everybody knows him from Spinal oh. Tap and amongst a ton of other things. But uh, uh, the other guy that I think is probably one of the most uh, incredible character actors who, who deserves more credit than he probably gets to Alan Tudyk. One of the most He's, underrated actors. Uh, I hope actors. I pronounced that right. Yeah, it is. One of the so most underrated good. actors, period, out there. I mean, I just found Resident Alien. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. I've, I, well, I've seen so, some of it. I haven't seen all of it yet. Amazing. Oh, he's incredible. Amazing. And you know, you know obviously yeah. you know all the voice acting stuff that he's done. And, and yep. uh, it's funny. It seems like most people know him originally as the pirate in Dodgeball. That's right. You know? <laughs> and then he, he's that, well, I don't remember his character's name. He was in A Knight's Tale. Yep. Uh, yes. Heath Ledger. Yep. And, That's and, where uh, I know him from. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Amazing he's guy. So he's, he's, he's popping up a lot more lately. He is, though, for so. sure. He's yeah, got some so, heat on him, as they say. He does. He does. So so talk a little bit about your introduction to the film. So you, you talked about the fact that you started this production company. Mm-hmm. And uh, so started off, it sounds like, by doing short films. So what led into this project? This is a full-length feature film that's mm-hmm. in it's in theaters right now. It's on on-demand on all the different mm-hmm. platforms. So, so how were you guys approached with doing this project in particular? Wow. Uh, talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. 
I think initially, honestly, it was that initial conversation of a friend calling a friend, meaning Cliff calling me. I, was, I live in Los Angeles. I, my, my wife and kids and I had moved from Nashville out here. He knew that I was adding to kind of the music stuff, the getting into producing content, film and TV. And he was just like, hey, man, we kind of been doing it for our youth events here in a way that's like not typical Christian film stuff. Like it's more of parable and creating discussion and dialogue around them and using them as a means of discussion pieces and you should check it out. And so it started just as him reaching out for that. And then when I saw what they were doing on literally no money, uh, I asked him, I said, so what's the bigger picture? He said, man, I, I don't know. So I flew there and I sat there with him and our other two partners at makeup watershed, Scott Brignac, who's the writer director of playing God and then Cody Bess, who is responsible for the way our movie looks, absolutely gorgeous movie, our director of photography, and really one of the main editors of the movie, along with Scott. Um, we just kind of came up with this thing, like, what if we did movies as people of faith, if we did movies that were not faith-based movies? Now, they try to pigeon you, pigeonhole it so they can sell it, right? Like, is, what is this movie, right? And so... I actually turned to Cliff. I'll never forget this. I said, what you did, what Cayman's call was to Christian music, if you will, and my hands are in the air, like putting quotes around it. Let's do that in filmmaking to this space, this genre that is growing in a way that that's pioneer something like you did. And so that's kind of what the, we set out to do is like, let's make great art. Let's tell great stories that create discussion, that create an opportunity for people that of all faiths, an opportunity for people of no faith, an uh, opportunity for everyone to go and see. And maybe just if we do our job right, people of faith will see something in it and people of no faith will see something in it. And I got to tell you, man, in our testings, that's, that's been 10 out of 10 what's happened. And, you know, to, to the chagrin of, of our distribution companies going, now, where do we sell this to? Who do we sell this to? We're like, just trust us. Let's get this going. We're, we're trying to pioneer something new. And so it, it's been it's been a task on that hand. But, man, it's been so rewarding on the, uh, on the other hand of what we set out to do. Yeah, that's great. That's got to be frustrating, too, as two guys who came from, you know, the, the, the quote, unquote, Christian music industry. Because it seems like both musically and from a, uh, you know, film perspective, you know, being kind of pigeonholed into that category kind of limits you to some extent like you're kind of almost preaching to the choir whereas oh man you know if if you're there are so many other bands who are you know quote mainstream mm -hmm. who are able to sing about whatever they want including kind of christian topics mm -hmm. who kind of have more of that freedom to reach that much broader audience yeah. like you too there's no question right oh no doubt that they've written you know, like Christian oh. songs or at least with that those oh, themes man. no doubt but they can write about whatever they want Absolutely. so yeah. So, so yeah. talk about that a little bit. Talk about the fact that like, obviously, you know, you just mentioned that it's been a bit of a struggle to try to figure out like, where, who, who, who do we sell this right. to? It is, kind of thing. Instead I mean, of just saying, just sell it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, know? exactly. I mean, first of all, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying, first of all, I don't want you to think I'm, I'm just criticizing for sake of criticizing. Uh, but you know, majority, huge majority of the faith and I'll call them faith forward films. We try to do that as much as possible because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, fa a faith-based film, it's a, a film that's based in, you know, in, in a faith world and in that, that worldview, 
uh, is different than a faith forward film. You know, everything that's, you know, that's, and so, uh, I don't know. It seems like maybe, uh, they say, look, we got a lot of money. We're going to pay a lot of money, do this role. Doesn't matter who it is. We're going to do the role. Uh, and, um, uh, we just decided we're going to put the script out there and no one had any idea that this is, I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't relevant, honestly. We just wanted to entertain people and make a good movie. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, it's just, I, I wish that, you know, so many times and it's, it's a lot of it's greed, honestly, and, and a fame hunting, searching perspective and I know that from from believers and not, but just I want to put out a film. I, look, I I um I'm a follower of Jesus, and that's my perspective. That's where I live from. But you know, I, I will make a movie about you know whatever we make a movie about, and and, and so uh, I, I it, it's hard because we it, the, the struggle put it this way the struggle was not because of the faith element. The struggle in this film, honestly, was it's a con movie, it's a drama, it's a comedy. There were some tonal struggles in this film. That really wasn't our struggle. But we just put it out there, here's a movie, and that, those are the actors who responded. We didn't have 10 times the money that we should have for this film. It was, they're the ones who responded. They were, it was interesting. And we're finding that doesn't matter if you're an atheist, agnostic, uh, uh, Hindu, Muslim, Christian, if you're Jewish, it doesn't matter. People were responding to the film uh, entertainment wise and responding just like, Hey, why does God allow people to go through this? What's going on? Is, is there, is there a God? I mean, you know, so that, that was kind of in our testing. And so we felt great about that. Also, I think too, to add to that, of course, I don't know, but I feel like what we got back from like a Michael McKeon, for instance, when he read the script, he he was talking with our director and really said, "Hey man, I'm really responding to the the material." Which actors at that stage, I mean, you got to leave with the material. The material has to grab them. The character has to grab them. You know, he, it's not like he's looking for work, right? So, and it was that that moment when the material really led the conversation. Meaning, he had no clue, like Cliff said, of any type of faith bent in our life at all, right. or our worldview. He loved what we were saying, and he loved the take on it. And he also made comment multiple times, whatever you are, whatever the message you're trying to say, as he said, which is multi-layered here, is, is you're not preaching it anymore. And I really appreciate that right. as right. an actor. And I can he's dig. Bri- he's brilliant. Too. First of all, he's brilliant. Yeah. Michael McKean yeah. is brilliant. Yes. And, and 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 I have no idea what he thinks about God. I have no idea. I mean, if, if he, but it, I mean, he, he was brilliant. His take on it was incredible. He added so much stuff to it. And uh, I should send you. I think you can probably find it somewhere. But the behind the scenes stuff, the interviews and stuff he said about it. I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, I, you know, I I love. First of all, Spinal Tap is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, but still, he's brilliant. But. I just rewatched it recently. Oh. You know, my, it's still my favorite scene. Is it goes to eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This one kills loud. me every and time. Michael McKean wrote loud. those songs, dude. He wasn't just in it. Yeah, he wrote. He really wrote yeah. the majority of the songs. And you know, he he's a uh, uh, he is a. Oh, I guess he didn't win. He didn't win Oscar, but he's a he nominated with that. Oscar nominated for uh, song. He was was he nominated for songs in uh, Mighty Wind? You know, he does all the Christopher Guest movies. Surely you know the Christopher Guest movies, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, but the guy's incredible. Yeah, musician. He is. Yeah, yeah. Multi talented guy. But... I let him borrow a guitar the whole time so he could sit in his trailer and play the guitar all the time and he'd bring one with him and he'd play. And of course, when I, I mean, he had no idea, but when, when, when I got it back, I was like, Michael McCann played this guitar. <laughs> I've never touched this thing again. So David St. Hubbins. David St. <laughs> yes. Hubbins yes. played that. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no one's touching that guitar yeah. again after that. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if he knew what to think of us, you know, but he's he's from New York. Yeah. And, you know, we're from, you know, freaking Tennessee and Texas. And so, you know, he's like, yeah. ah, I like the instrument. It was pretty good. It was, it was good. It was an okay instrument. It was good. I'm not used to it. I like Martins. But, but you know, he, uh, man. You're like, I'll, I'll get you Martin. Don't worry about yeah, exactly. I'll get you Martin. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. Well, uh, to, to kind of dig in a little bit to what you guys were both saying just mm-hmm. a second ago, um, I think one of the things about this film that's so relatable is that you've got these universal themes running throughout. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, um, to kind of not to give anything away, but the uh, Michael McKeon role is he's the guy that they enlist. So there's the brother and the sister mm-hmm. who are con artists and they're and they're trying to get Alan Tudyk's character's fortune, essentially. And yep. he's this grieving guy. Right. right? And and so they, they enlist their mentor, um, yeah. Michael McKean's character, to p- literally play God right. to try to, uh, you know, give this guy like a fake right. uh, spiritual experience. It's a play on words. <laughs> Playing right. God, but you can't play God. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> just make sure you know. Sorry. But yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's funny there's a hilarious parts in it um but there are these like very heavy themes mm-hmm. throughout like there's this guy alan tudyk's character who is uh very relatable mm-hmm. not in the sense that i know what it's like to be a millionaire but you know uh or billionaire whatever whatever but um he's 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 grieving he's going through this very human experience and he's just dying for some sort of like god to like you know speak to him yeah. through something and and he's so desperate that he's kind of almost despite the fact that he's this smart guy mm-hmm. is willing to kind of suspend yeah. reality and assume that this guy really is God. That's right. So yeah. Ta- who's, whose idea, you know, was this, um, was this Scott's idea, you know, who wrote the script? Like who, yeah, who came mean, up with this idea? Ultimately it was Scott's idea. Uh, and just, uh, I think if you read in there, he was, he was talking about, I mean, I, I went through all of this. We all went through all of this when he was talking about his daughters, he spent his daughters to bed and she asked him, said, what if you were going to ask God one question, what would it be? You know, one of those, you know, kid questions. And, uh, yeah. uh, he started thinking about it and it kind of caused him to say, you know, uh, what would that be? And I just think that so many people struggle with why it doesn't matter hmm. what you believe, who God is or wherever, why would you allow, evil and suffering and all this different stuff. And uh, what's so crazy, we, we, honestly, we went into it not realizing, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe that was naive to think that, but not realizing uh, 
I mean, everyone's thinking that. Well, if there's a God, why, you know, why is he allowing this, that, this, and the other? And, uh, um, you know, I mean, one of the greatest scenes to me is when they're uh, they're in a tower and that, that it's like, quote, the kind of the Tower of Babel, it's Ben's Tower of Babel, the dad, and, and uh, he's uh, building this thing. Interestingly enough, um, Cody, we all have to do a story. Me, Aaron, Cody, Scott, we all sit as a team. We all come up with story stuff. I mean, Aaron may say, I don't get this. I don't like it. Rewrite it. Scott goes back. He's the pen to paper guy. And so we all contribute. And it's amazing, contribute from our lives and different things. But uh, Cody, I think, is the one who, who was like, when I get really stressed, I go through something and uh, I, I, I create. I want to create. I want to do this. I want to take these crazy things. I'm the exact same way. Like when I'm going through a stressful time, when my mom died, was it now, Aaron, four years ago, maybe? Yeah, Three or four years ago. Long, really? My mom died. Probably, yeah. It had to been that long, yeah. And so uh, she was the greatest lady in the history of the world, of course. A lot of people can say that about their moms, but, and so I started painting. And so I'm not some incredible painting, but it, it was, it was just, just therapeutic. And anyway, so Cody brought that up. He needs to be doing something. What's he doing? He's creating something. And Cody was like, he's building something. And, and if you think about it the whole time, he's trying to find these answers. He's trying to get to God, like, you know, whatever. It's just kind of a little symbol, symbolic thing. And at the end, you know, I won't, maybe I shouldn't spoil that, but Anyway, all, all that to say, uh, what was the question? <laughs> I was just, I was, I was just going. talking about, yeah, I was just talking about the fact that there's uh, this very relatable theme at the core of it. You yeah, know, this guy who is going through right. an intense amount of grief. Yeah, and so just we didn't realize out for yeah. some sign. You're right. So we yeah. didn't realize how many people would relate to it. I was about to tell a story. Uh, so last night, I was sitting at uh, uh, this this sounds like so like rich and it's not at all. Okay. If you knew my life, you would realize it's not like that. My car has 200 and almost 40,000 miles on it. Okay. But anyway, I was in this quote country club. It's mostly retired people, uh, in our area, uh, way up there north of, of Houston sitting by this guy and he owns a, uh, a pest control business and an older guy, probably 75. And, he was we, he was talking to me whatever and 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 I was ordering something to go for the family, and he asked what I did. I told him I said, "Ah, it's released a movie. Great." He tried to get it, so he emailed me today. It was pretty incredible. He said, "He said your movie was really amazing." He said, "Today was the day was the one year anniversary of my daughter who died." Oh wow! And. He said, I, I, I don't know what to say. It was amazing. It, 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 it helped me understand things. Anyway, all, all that to say, I can go on. The, the email was long. But, you know, it's just crazy how many people can relate to, what are you doing, God? What, what, you know, what, what's happening? Why, you know? And so, uh, I don't know. I, 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 it, was, it was really cool. It's a cool thing. Just scorch my feet.
Oh man, it it, it reminds me of. Um, there's a good friend of the podcast, uh, this author speaker named um, Pete Rollins, who, uh, who who does this uh, traveling kind of tour. At least he did for a while, uh, called Pints and Parables, where he has this whole story arc over a series of parables that some that you know, uh, some borrowed from other traditions, mm-hmm. some that he's written. And he has this this one. I'm not even going to try to recreate it, but essentially the gist of the story is this woman has a child who dies, mm. and uh, she's trying to find a way to bring the child back to life. And so mm. at some point she ends up this wise sage in the mountaintop, you know, and he's like, you need to get me these six things or something, and then I can, I can help mm-hmm. you. And so she goes out in this kind of like essentially wild goose chase trying to find all these items. But in the process of doing so, she meets all of these different people who have also gone through the same thing. Mm. And in the end, it's not about bringing your son back. You can't bring your son back. Mm. You know, it's about experiencing life with people who have gone before you uh, and, and, and gone through the same things. Yeah. And that's where her healing journey began. No doubt. And she can start to heal then no and doubt. start to, to, yeah. to properly grieve. Wow. Yeah. That, so it's interesting. That's yeah. Crazy. This film made me think, think about that. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I think that one thing we, sorry, Aaron, I don't mean to take everything, but no, you're doing one good. thing that. <laughs> One thing that, uh, anyway, you're an idiot. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, since we were eight, I just don't even, you don't have anything to say, man. So no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, but seriously, no, it's crazy you said that because, uh, with, uh, the uh, Caveman's Call, uh, the band I was in those days, that was the one thing when we were good. And I'll say this, we were really good. And I, I, I feel like at a certain point, and then at some point, it, it, we sold out. And when I say sold, I mean, you know, whatever. You can take whatever that means. I don't care. Um, uh, we, it was like, we want to do this album in India, blah, blah. And the record label said, uh, yeah, if you'll do a worship album, that's the main thing that's going right now. And so we did a worship album. We want to do another album. Oh, you do another worship album. Okay, we'll do a worship album. So it was funny. We did this bargaining with our record companies a lot. Like, we'll do a worship album if you let us do this. Not that we weren't guilty of just like, come on, what's going on? We're so, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to somebody <laughs> earlier. It was like, uh, uh, we were talking about, um, we actually, we are, we're, we're another movie that we just shot the majority of. So we, there's a little bit we have, we have left and it, it's about a, a social media, a YouTube influencer and we're talking about this character he puts on and the difference between the character he puts on and who he really is, you know? And, uh, uh, so I talked about this today with Scott, cause we were talking about this and going back and forth and having ideas and whatever. And, uh, anyway, the movie is going to be called chasing Oslo. Can I say that Aaron now you before did. we finished it sorry okay <laughs> anyway he knows all the I mean, stuff we I, can and can't say. let me know if i need to i can no, no, it's okay. Okay. I anyway it's called that. chasing oslo so we made this character called oslo green he's an influencer and uh we were talking about this character he gets in and then he so he's like this cheesy like ah oh, you know influencer we're gonna do anything yes yeah, great and then truthfully the guy's lonely you know he he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he, he's, he desires all these, you know, uh, friends and, and relationships and real stuff. And I think about Caymans. I was talking to Scott. I was like, with Caymans, I feel it's a little bit different. We had this, we had this thing, but it was the opposite. 
So we were probably actually kind of a little bit arrogant. We might have been, you know, we might have been a little bit asshole-ish, if you will, <laughs> uh, in real life. I mean, we look, we were friends. We we're normal people. My point is we're normal people. And then when we uh, we went on stage, we went on interviews, like, we're this humble, oh, we only care about ourselves, and we only care about what we're going through. We just, we're just humble. We don't care about the money. But then when we would leave, it'd be like, okay, hey, what's the song? What's the song? Where's the song on the chart? You know? <laughs> and, right. And, and so uh, that's really the truth. <laughs> that's the truth uh, 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 of the matter, um, honestly. But I don't know. Aaron, you weren't like that, though. Never, never. So. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground in that answer, and I'm not sure where Sorry. we ended up, but we sure got a lot covered in that one. Aaron knows <laughs> that I am not focused as a person. <laughs> I think John does too. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, John. Hey, I apologize. You know, what? You, you know what? I'm just going to uh, sit you, here. You're my people. Y'all go. <laughs> no. You want to no. talk about the movie? You guys. That's good. That's hey, good. you're looking at a guy who is who wasn't uh, uh, formally diagnosed with ADHD until he was in his late 30s. So wait a second. Know, Did, I, wait, wait a second. Did you get de-diagnosed? No. Okay. No. Exactly. No. I was diagnosed too. If you you got to really? get de-diagnosed, right? Oh man, to not have it you're anymore. Cured? Oh yeah. Right. Well, there's no ADD anymore. There's only ADHD oh, really? in varying degrees on that on that I spectrum. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I have so all of it. There are, yeah, there are folks who who have the hyperactive yep. portion of it, and, and then, then just folks the, who just have the attention deficit yeah. portion of it. I yeah. get you. Yeah, I, I found that know. out recently too. Okay, <laughs> I'm with you. You and me, we're here. It's okay. So I, I I feel I would feel bad if we didn't address the fact that there is a another there's another Ben word involved in ah. this film. I, I yes. Said way, ben. How uh yeah how ex- how exciting is that that's that's got to be a really cool thing to be able to to work with family on something like this dude it is a absolute dream come true I mean the Ben you speak of is one of the lead roles of my son Luke um and you know gosh working with my father was some of the greatest days of my life and some of the hardest days of my life what um, and then uh. Being able to do that. So honestly, it's kind of ingrained in me to want to work with family, I guess, in some respects. Like, it's not all I know. It, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it other than it's like Luke started acting when he was five, a really random thing where he got a Mel Gibson movie. And then that moved into like a huge career for him. Um, my wife was with him the entire time and all that kind of stuff. And now he's 26. But like we moved to Los Angeles and – he had an established acting career extensive from, you know, being in the most recent film with Melissa McCarthy, Life at the Party, to Dumplin' with Jennifer Aniston, to before that, Channing Tatum and Dear John, and before that, all the, like, four Disney Channel movies, and How to Eat Fried Worms when he was, like, 10, and Because of When Dixie when he was, like, 11. I mean, I may be wrong on the, on the ages, but... Hey, what happened... I'm, I'm being real honest. What happened in the Nicolas Cage movie? It's out. It's on Hulu. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Grand I've never Isle seen it. Ooh. Yeah, Grand Isle. Yeah, it's kind of isn't he thriller. like kind of opposite Nicolas Cage in that? Yeah, you see my son's butt in movies was weird, but <laughs> oh really? Butt, I hope yeah. it's better than yours. Yeah, 
Hey, it's, it's genetic. What are you talking about? Butt cheeks are genetic. What? Oh, yeah, whatever. Then, okay, then it's like not any good. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, so. Much of zits. So when we. Anyway. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, well, I didn't we, we got to stop sorry. and acknowledge that he was in a movie with Nicolas Cage, which might be more impressive oh, than Mel Gibson. Are you kidding? Come on. Yeah. The guy's a national treasure. Right. See what I did there? Ah. Raising Arizona. Go ahead, Aaron. Um, I'm sorry. I'm here for the dad but, jokes. Zit, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, so when we started throwing around playing God, you know, I always, I always thought about and dreamed of working my, with my kid. He's one of the greatest in his age group and not like a handout. You know, it's like, hey, dad's hiring this kid. It's like the kid is like, well, maybe dad will do your movie. You know what I mean? It's like the other way around. And so, <laughs> so true yeah. too. And so um, when we got to that point, you know, we actually went through the casting process. It wasn't just a tip. Oh, Aaron's son, Luke's going to play this role, even though it was perfect for him, whatever. It went, it went through a whole series with Scott, the director, going through, like, all the different potential actors for the role. And coming, going through it all, actually, it came down. I said to Scott, I said, hey, look, my kid, I think he's the best. And, but ultimately, you're the director, and I want to support your, your vision as, as your producer. And so I want this to be the guy you want for the role. And so Scott went through an extensive kind of search on that role and, and literally came back to the fact and hey, there's no doubt that Luke is Micah and da 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 So, and then to work with him and be on set with him was amazing. And then to add to that, which is not in the headlines, is that my daughter, Gracie, she's 24, she's two years younger than Luke, was our script supervisor. And this is, now she's gone on to do many, many movies, but her first movie to be script supervisor, right along Scott, where they sit right next to the director and basically are everything the director says and does, they write down and they, they make sure that every shot is covered. They make sure that all the continuity. It's no, is, it's no joke role. It's, it's, it's a no, no joke like, role. It's a, no. It's a major like, you know, thinking all the time. It's they could have done script. without me, not her. Not Cliff, as you can tell, detail, <laughs> very attention to detail Cliff is. So he was there all the time. <laughs> but yeah, man, to have the, my kids there um, and it was just a dream come true, bro. And um, I think that, you know, I think both. I don't want to speak for them, but I think both of them go. When is our next movie? I think they enjoyed themselves that much. And and for me, I really because of my experience of working with my father and understand the dynamic. I think I I really wanted to make sure that it was a very collaborative process. It wasn't well. Dad says this, so Dad, it's got to be that way. No, you did a you did a really good job. Yeah, thanks, man. You really did. Yeah. And so I really, we all live. If, if you don't know this, John, we all live. In response to how we were brought up, that's true. Uh, absolutely, and you, absolutely. You did a great job. And that's the first <laughs> yeah. compliment you've given me in like, well, since we were nine, I think. Oh, shut up! It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely amazing. And by the way, people can't can't see what I, I can see. Your faces, they can't. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, you you clearly don't look old enough to have twenty something year old kids. Well, oh, what about all. me? Well, I mean, I mean, does, it, you know. does this bother you? Does that make it worse if you should? Cliff just pulled his hat off. Hey, right. here's the deal, which I don't do it. very much. Dude, I see the lights from, hey, <laughs> John, lights from your John in your forehead right now. John, you're drawing me in. He's drawing me in. He's he's tricking me. I, I feel it. <laughs> see? see? We're the exact same age, by the way. We are. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Are you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shut up. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, I didn't mean that as an insult. Oh, yes, you did. Uh, it's okay. Aaron's got a baby face, though. He's got a baby face. No, he does. He does. But uh, he has that. Yeah. 
It's all the Nazima use at night, man. It's, that's what it is. Dude, I haven't washed my See, face I in usually, years. I usually keep a beard like like Cliff does, but my daughter the other day, like a few days before my birthday, uh, she's like, Daddy, you got a lot of white hair in your beard. I was like, all right. You know what's funny? All right. No, my yeah. wife of now almost 25 years, uh, uh, she does snort. Anyway, uh, she, wa- she likes gas. the gray. No, she likes the gray. <laughs> Yeah, see? I'm telling you, she doesn't want... Like, we actually looked for a product that would make the dark... Because I had this weird dark mustache, and it stops here. Now, it was here, which is great. It's getting better. But uh, do I can make that the same color as this? doesn't exist. You can't you, find it. You can't make your you dark said mustache that gray? No. Match you cannot beard? do it. If you yeah. find it, I'll be nice to you. Interesting. For a couple of months. I'm serious. There's, there's a legendary man who had that exact same look, though. If you remember in the later stages, uh, well, probably still now. Nobody's seen him in forever. But Sean Connery. Sean yes. Connery had that look. He had the, yeah. the look. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. You give yourself to him. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Oh, yeah. man. Well, uh before we before we go, yeah. uh, wh- what else uh, would you guys like to say about the film? Like, what's uh, ultimately, you know, what is the takeaway that you hope people have from from going out to see this? That Aaron? they are entertained, man. First, like you know, the mo- movies are made for us to escape for a little bit and um, allow us to connect with character and story and arc and. Um, in whatever way we can. And I think in this movie, it's a con movie at the core. It's like, it's a fun twist and turns out of the blue. You think things come that you don't see coming. The end of the film is like a major, like what kind of thing. So all <laughs> the elements of, you know, that kind of film going experience, I, I hope, I hope we achieved. And I think we, we at least check those boxes. Um, and and ultimately, I feel like for me, it's like wherever you are in your life and whatever stage you might be in and a season you might be in or, or you know, lens you might be looking through, that you can walk away with something to be able to discuss. It could be as simple as, wait a second, when he said and did that, he meant that or when they, simple as that or as. Wow, the moment where Alan Tudyk and Michael McKeon are talking about grief, man, that was really that was really something I never thought of. And to create dialogue around it, man, and ultimately to walk away, and go, man, that was a really good movie. And I don't want to speak for I will speak for Cliff because he's told it to me. We this is our first movie. This is our very first feature film. We 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 one we've done it, which is hard to do first of first of all, which we need to kind of say good job to each other. Hey, good job, Cliff, you did it. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then, and the other thing is that that not only did we do it, but we did it in a way where I I think it's I'm proud of it, you know. And now that's garnered us the opportunity to make a second movie, and we have a TV show we just sold to Peacock, and and there's just the 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 thing has grown now. Our company has really got footing in a direction where it's it's it feels like man, we're actually doing it, you know. And so um, thankful for it, and thankful to do it with. A, one of my closest friends on the planet that you're listening to who, who rambles and doesn't give me compliments and has what? Uh, a bald head. Uh, but I just said you did a good job. 
And other than that, man, no, it, it, you know, we, we, we did it, and it's fun to do it with brothers and guys that you love and guys you, you go to war with because making a movie is not easy. We've been, we've been working on this for four years. Wow. So. All right. Yeah. It's true. What was the yeah, question? They, uh, what I, yeah, I was going to say, what, what, I, what I love about it, maybe, maybe Cliff, you can comment on this, uh, uh, is just the fact that I, I think as a society, we have, this, we have this bad habit of anyone who's going through grief, mm-hmm. kind of rushing them along before they've, they've had their time to really sit yeah. in it and, and properly grieve. We're, we're just kind of like, our attitude is always like, oh, aren't, you, aren't you done being sad? You know? Like, yeah. What's the deal? And, and everybody... Everybody's pace is slightly different depending on what's going on in their sure. life or what that traumatic event sure. was, you know, and especially now. Yeah. I mean, with the we were talking before we started recording about uh, everything going on with COVID and the, the number of deaths we see around us. Yeah. And so there are a lot of people. There's a lot of suffering going on uh, yeah. around the world right now. And and if anything, it's a it's a it's a great look at, you know, how how we could be a little better, I think, to yeah. our, to the people around us, especially yeah, going sure. through a hard time like that. For sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, we did we 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 do want to just entertain people. Ultimately, we hope it's it's a good movie. It's not perfect. Uh, uh, as my late uncle Blake would say, it's not perfect from Mississippi. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean. I'm not trying to be like over. I mean, I'm so done being like over serious about art. You know, I just, I'm sorry. I'm just not over, you know, but it is, it's an important, it's an important, I'm not going to say it's an important film, but what we're discussing is important, you know, and, and, and uh, what the film was about is important. And, and, you know, as far as dealing with grief and the real questions, honestly, there's a scene where uh he's talking about uh what's the what's the artist uh, uh that did it uh the the pointillism day in the park or whatever it's called it's uh french guy uh whatever it is whatever <laughs> is his name uh, uh are you familiar with uh, Sarah. Sarah. his name Sarah. and he's he's a, he's a pointillist so all the dots you know and he talks about so ben's questioning and so uh, why this happened to his daughter, why his daughter died. And he basically just said, well, if you're looking really close, like at a Syrah, pointillism, you can't tell. It's just a bunch of crap just smeared on a page. And if you back up, you see this perspective. And I think that's really important. It's a, it's a, there's no doubt the divine uh, perspective, there's n- no way to understand, and we try to, and we can't. However... What's interesting about this movie is it's honest enough to where the response from Ben, Alan Tudyk, is like, oh, spare me the whole perspective, you know, whatever, you know? And so even though he made a pretty good point, Michael McKeon did as God, uh, uh, we still allow it to go, oh, whatever, perspective, come on, you know? (laughs) My daughter died in my arms. I think that's so and good. And so that's important. The the honesty and just yeah. re, just real how we all feel it. If if you I mean look, I know Aaron has. I know I have. I know one of my mentors, my brother who's a pastor and an author uh has and he has a book that's called No Doubt. I'm like 
K-N-O-W, doubt. And we've all questioned all these things and doubted these different things, and we deal with this. But we just, I don't know, we, we, we don't want to express it and show it. You know, and, and, and I think most people would probably say, we'll just leave it at that whole, you know, Sarah, you know, painting perspective. It's great. But then the truth of the matter is he's like, what? You ask me perspective? I mean, you know, I'm, my daughter died, you know, and, and, and that's important to talk about. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it's, I think, it's, I think it's essential to, that, to talk about. Uh, yeah, I think to add to that is like, you know, obviously the, in those moments, it's important. And the, I, I can only speak for myself. So this, I don't want to speak for anybody but me in this. The name of your podcast is important. For me in my in my life, I had I had to take away and strip away things. I had to ask questions. I had to enter into doubt. I had to enter into the situations of real of of the realness of my situation and what I was facing and what I was going through in order to see, not just know in my mind, not just have been taught, not just do what I was told to do, but truly experience. Jesus in moments where I allowed him to. And I think so oftentimes we don't allow him the space to do what he so desires to do uh, because of, you know, how we were raised, because of the, the, the situations that we were taught we had to do, whatever, all, all we can go, there's a lit, litany of them. But my point is, to Cliff's point, man, the honesty of this movie is and what we want to do is a company to be quite frank of the stuff we want to do what you won't get from us and i can promise this and we're in, we're you know august 11th and we're in 2000 2021 what you won't find watershed and if you do you can call me out on it in however many years from now is just candy coated placating messages to a certain audience in order to make a buck and in order to make them feel good and in order to just continue, continue them on a journey of the same thing they're getting. What you will get from us is like we do in playing God honesty as honest as we could be quite Frank in, 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 in top on topics that are very mysterious on topics of the, where there is no real answer until we die. Nobody knows until we die. And then and in those moments, to be able to be as raw and honest and vulnerable as we can be, so that we all can discover and we all can and experience, hopefully, Christ in those moments, because we feel that is the ultimate love, that is the ultimate place of restoration, of reconciliation, of redemption, of hope, of love, of freedom. That's what our ultimate hope is. And that, that people find it through an experience and, and a confrontation with the person of Christ through what we do by creating the most honest stories possible. Okay, so can I be really real and honest, Aaron? Uh-oh. This, this is usually a setup for some kind of BS he's going to tell me. What? No, no, no. It's real. Uh, Ten years ago, you would have heard that from Aaron. Am I right? Yeah. What you just said. A year and a half or two years ago, you wouldn't have. 
That's true, man. No, it's important to say. No, my, my, my point is, dude, we're freaking, we're all going through it. Yeah. We are doubting and not understanding and not whatever. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, John can edit that out if you want. You can talk no, no. to him later. I think, saying. No. I think it's I important. I mean, it. I love it. We, I, I call my, I was talking to, I kind of mentor a group of young actors out here in Hollywood on Wednesday mornings. We had this, it was this morning. And we were talking about well, just kind of a safe place for them to just literally talk about whatever they want. They're all faith, different. It's not a Christian thing. It's just come together and love and, and encourage each other. Really, we call ourselves the disruptors. We want to be men of integrity and character in a business that doesn't have it. It's kind of our three line. Anyway, uh, we, I love that. We, yeah. We, we were talking about like <laughs> I was some, I said, I'm a, a career Christian. Hashtag disruptors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. disru- oh, no, sorry. So it's like I was <laughs> talked about this whole thing of like living out what is faith that kind of, and I was talking about you know a career Christian kind of. So I think what do you mean? I go well, five, you know, five years old. I kind of you know learned God and learned about God and and thought that I I needed Him. I said, but I didn't really know what that meant. Like I didn't really know what it meant. That doesn't mean my eternity wasn't secure. That doesn't mean I don't believe that my eternity was secure. What I don't know I meant is I didn't know what he his message was i didn't know what jesus afforded me truly i could chapter and verse went to christian school my whole life dude as far as anybody could quote it i could quote it but it wasn't until what i just mentioned to you about a year and a half ago right where i literally said to jesus said if if you give what you say you give she almost curse i am no no if you if you (laughs) give what you say you give then i'm done getting what i'm getting which is unrest, searching for serenity, m- desiring for more peace. Um, and I said, so, hey, guess what? I, I, I surrender. I, 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 and I almost put him on. It was an invitation in to allow him to do what he wanted to do, you know, but it was also a way for him to prove his love, not that he had to, but because he wanted to. There you go. Uh. Love it, man. Hashtag prove his love. <laughs> Hashtag, oh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. That didn't, that didn't really happen. No, I, I, I love what you're saying because uh, after doing this podcast for five plus, almost six years now and having conversations with tons of different people, there's this thread, man. There's this theme uh, that's undeniable. And the theme seems to be less of l- less of uh you know, this desire for answers, mm-hmm. but really more so like the, the freedom to ask questions mm-hmm. and the freedom to explore and, uh, the authenticity that comes with the fact that we're all kind of standing around really at our core, asking the same questions and saying, I, I don't know, man, I don't know. And like, I, but like, I think most people at this point, I don't need another answer man standing in front of me telling me they've got it all figured out. Cause I'm going to call bullshit on that every yeah. time. No, you don't, you know, but if somebody stands in front of me and says, you know what, man, I, I don't know. I don't know either. And that kills me too. And I'm going through the same thing. There's something, there's freedom in that. You know, it's like my therapist said to me one time, whoa, 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 completely whoa, different whoa, whoa. related topic. Oh, I do. Uh, I do. That poor, that poor guy. <laughs> his, name's, his name's Mr. Daniels, Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's right. And he Wait, doesn't get paid your nearly enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like he, he, he was talking to me about something else and it was about anxiety and like the root of anxiety. And he said, you know where your anxiety stems from, right? And I was like, where, you know? And he's like, 
trying to control things outside of your control. Mm-hmm. As soon as you stop doing that, your anxiety is going to go away. Mm. And I think there's this anxiety that we as Christians or, you know, if you want to label yourself as Christian, you know, or not, but there's this anxiety that we have come to feel and live in, you know, yeah. and, and once, once you can say, you know, we right. don't have all the answers and that's, that's okay. Right. Let God be as big as God is. Yeah. That's right. Stop trying to squeeze him into this little box. That's right. Stop it. Yeah. And stop trying to pretend like we got it all figured that's out. Right. And that anxiety kind of goes away, right? That's right. And what's interesting too, I was, I was thinking about this uh, earlier and I, of course, forgot that I was going to say this. Uh, you know, when it comes to Christian films, again, I'm not knocking anyone. I know those people is, is they're very clean. They're very safe. When it comes to Christian music, mm-hmm. uh, you can just tell it when you hear it most of the time. Um, there's very little mistakes. There's very few, there's very little passion. There's very few mistakes. They're, they're more auto-tuned than Disney had has ever thought about auto-tuning. <laughs> but that That's right there, true. but you know what's interesting? That will tell you something about the state of Christendom. Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? We, we, yeah, totally. we don't, you know, we, we, we want to be, we're all, we're clean. We got to figure it out. We got it. We don't make, we don't, we don't hit bad notes. Are you kidding me? You know? And so there's very little passion in it. And, you know, we were talking about Bono the other day on, you know, just a second ago, about you do, <laughs> I mean, dude, Bono's flat, sharp, whatever, man. He's just passion all day long. You look at like, yeah. I mean, like back him with like a, a live aid and all that stuff that he did and farm aid and then early with unforgettable fire. I mean, talking about passion, you don't hear yeah. that a lot. And I'm not saying they don't feel it, but the people that are putting the music out are afraid to let people hear it, to let people know yeah. the truth. And, and that's just a reflection of our hearts. And that's a reflection of who we are. And it's really sad. And I think to your point, I think we tend to put those types of people up on pedestals and and put in such a way that it's, it's, it's unsustainable. Like nobody can live up to that, you know? And so we act so surprised when a megachurch pastor loses his mind, you know, and we're like, there's no way that guy could have, could have continued on living that, that type of life and not cracked. That's right. There's just no way. But if you're outside the Christian bubble, you're allowed to be flawed That's right. and human That's right. and all of those things that come along with being human, but not, you're right. Not within this, this Christian bubble, this, right. this very bubble wrapped kind of existence that we've created. That's true. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh man. We just went deep guys. We did. <laughs> we did. You know what? Honestly, I don't think Aaron did. I think Aaron was like this. I don't think he went deep. I mean, I, you know, you'd like to think that he did. I don't think he did, you know? I have a joking look on my face, everyone. It's not a video <laughs> podcast. You can see the love between these two. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but I can. I can't. <laughs> no, he's an idiot. Honestly. But it's cool. It's good. Well, tell folks uh where where can they uh stay up on top of what you guys are up to, but also 
where where can they go to see this film? Oh, that's Aaron. That's Aaron. Hey, yeah, hey, Cliff, hey, back up. Get go go back. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, it yeah. up. Let's Sorry. Get away from the mic. Awesome. Appreciate that. My bad. Um, hey, just look up <laughs> movies. I think Google <laughs> movies, and then I think it might be there if you Google movies. That's M O O movies are. Yeah, no, it's uh, any anywhere you uh, you buy your movies, whether it's uh, Apple, Amazon, you know, on demand, your cable provider, your satellite provider, whatever. Uh, and it's a, a limited theatrical release, so in some markets you got to kind of look and see if it's in your market or not. But everybody's pretty much going on to their, which now it's everybody's doing, uh, watching it at home. Uh, and so we encourage people to do that. We um, Watershed Motion Pictures, at Watershed Motion Pictures is our Instagram. And we're posting stuff up there all the time and, and about, about the movie, as well as our next one, Chasing Ozzo, that should probably be out next year. Uh, really excited about and then uh, other projects we're doing like i mentioned earlier so man we just you know honestly as far as what you you and and other of your colleagues like you mentioned earlier rollins and others like like him in, in your space from the podcast well we're we're, we're 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 a similar thing in the film space man where we're trying to just really uh allow people a space and and create moments and art that gosh doesn't like you said cliff have tuners on them and doesn't have you know uh Photoshop and everything we do, but actually being as real and authentic as we can be in our journey personally, that then conveys through our art that allows people in their journey to to be able to connect to in their in their way. So um, yeah, so watershedmotionpictures.com is also our domain. You can learn more about us, our bios. You can see a picture of Cliff and his bald head. I think on that as well. Whoa, I'm wearing a hat. Oh, you're wearing a hat. Okay. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't get that vulnerable on the. Uh... No, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't get that vulnerable. Did you? Did you color your beard for on, on our website? No. Oh, it's still great. Good. Okay. I wouldn't Good. do that. Right. I'm in. I'm in, some authentic, I'm in. Look, authenticity there. You know, you know, today's my dad's birthday. Oh, it is. He's, hey. 80, he's 85. Wow. And uh, wow. Yeah, I'm 48, and I'll be 49 uh, this month as well. Next week, I think. So, Leo. No. Are we... I don't know what is that. I have no freaking Did you miss idea. the cutoff for Leo? I don't even know what I that means. I don't think I'm just, a Leo. People are like, are, are you a Leo? I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Someone told my daughter, my daughter, you know, she's on TikTok all the time. She knows every, all of that stuff. There, so, there you go. Mine yeah. was, mine was yesterday. I just turned 42. So 42. Now, now when they still card me, I can say I'm actually twice the age I should be to drink, but thank you. I yeah, appreciate I know, the Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, well, guys, this, right, man, is, cool. this was super fun. Come back anytime. Yeah, uh, thanks let, for having Let us. me know when you guys, uh, you know, the next film is out, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk all hey, about we, it. But I, I can go. It. I can go toe to toe. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank thank you, dude. Thanks, John. All right.
fast breaks when I blink in slow motion. Some raindrops splitting off. Ten paths on the race to the bottom. And I got some fear on my tongue. And you just give me a reason to empty the poison in my lungs and aim it right through my thumbs. Yeah. This is my new game. Cell phone. Never stop my song. Yeah. yeah, this is my new game. Oh, 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 yeah. This is my new game. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.